Recessions and economic crashes screw over so many people, but, but if you are financially educated, then you can use it as an opportunity. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Selling with Love podcast. Very excited about what we're going to be discussing today because we are watching what is happening around the world in finances and trying to understand how to make sense of everything. Inflation are words that are being thrown around. We're talking about, you know, house prices are going up. We're talking about currency wars are happening. And you haven't been on the pulse of what are all these international news that are going on in the world of finance and how it can affect us personally. You're going to be able to discover, if you don't already know, one of the most amazing resources to get financial education. And I'm here with the creator of such YouTube channel with millions of subscribers. We have tens of millions of people who go out and watch these videos that help people educate themselves around what to do with your money. How do you actually start moving in ways that is different from the majority, hence minority mindset. And as such, we want to make sure that everyone is going to be educated on what to do in these times that are changing. And I also want to go deeper into understanding what does it take if you're looking to build your own media channel where you get to educate people and make a movement for the masses that are trying to think differently. Jasper Singh is with me. He is the creator of Minority Mindset as well as Market Briefs and Market Insider. Super excited to have him here. Jasper, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, man. It's an honor to be on with you. I've been going down a rabbit hole. I went into the YouTube channel. I started watching some videos. I'm on your market briefs and I feel a sense of relief because it sounds like there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of different sources of information. Yet I find that you explain things very clearly and you get a chance to tell us what's really going on. And for those who might just, you know, not be keeping a pulse on the world and wondering what's happening in the finances, from your perspective, is this a time that people should have high anxiety or should we just be looking for better information? Well, you never want to have high anxiety. If you have high anxiety, that typically means that either you're not aware of what's happening or you're being very heavily influenced by the headlines. And that is exactly what you want to avoid. And if you are feeling that anxiety, the best thing to do is just to turn off the news. So there's a lot of craziness in the world. Yes. Is there craziness in the financial markets? Yes. Is having anxiety and stress going to fix it? No. This is where the financial education comes in because while the idea of a market crash, a recession, an economic slowdown, these things create stress, anxiety, fear, panic. What it does for the minority of people, people who think a little bit different, is it creates opportunity and recessions and market crashes create more millionaires than any other time, but it requires you to now think of them a little bit differently, which is one of the reasons why I call what I do the minority mindset, because it's all about thinking differently than the majority of people. Recessions and economic crashes screw over so many people, but, but if you are financially educated, then you can use it as an opportunity. And this is where what I'm trying to talk about is don't be one of those people that loses everything. Be one of the people that can take advantage of opportunities. Be one of the people that can survive through an economic slowdown. And most importantly, be one of the people that can thrive through an economic slowdown. 
And these are things that we are never taught. We're never taught how to take advantage of these opportunities. We're never taught how to invest our money, how to use our money, how to become wealthy. But this is the secrets or whatever you want to call it of what wealthy people have been doing forever. But now thanks to YouTube, regular people can learn about it too. Yeah, it's actually quite amazing to see how everything will play out differently because we have this access to information that's very different than the main media sources, which is from one side of the spectrum. So we're talking about, you know, the education you might be getting from somebody watching, we'll call it like BBC, CNN, or Fox News, or any of the major news outlet, there's information that gets repeated there. And from a majority of us, we could think that, oh, while I'm watching, I shouldn't say market briefs because that's your platform, but I'm looking at what's happening in the market by watching the news. That's my way of getting educated and getting informed. Yet you're suggesting to turn that off to be able to lower anxiety, but then being ignorant is not the answer as well. So what's very different about what's being sent to the masses and what should we be paying attention to to educate ourselves better? Yeah, so I mean, most media companies are in the business of selling hype, fear, anxiety, stress, because if they can elicit an emotion, you will click on that headline. And, you know, this is one of the unfortunate things about YouTube is that YouTube works the same way. And I fought that game for a long time, even with my own videos where I was like, I refuse to put up any one of those crazy titles. But then we had a heart to heart with my team and the team said, look, Jasprit, if you don't play the game, no one's going to see your videos. And what they said is you have really good content better than what some other people are putting out. And so if you want people to see your stuff, you have to have more of the quote unquote clickbaity titles. But the whole idea here is for me, if I can get someone to watch a video and provide real value in the video, even if that means having a, you know, whatever you want to call it, title, well, I would rather go through that and have somebody be educated than be led kind of the opposite direction. So that's the initial goal where, yeah, you know what? Unfortunately, that's the game and that's the reality and it is what it is. It sucks. Now, when I talk about turning off the news, this is where understanding what's happening rather than just being influenced by headlines. And this is a big reason why I created my media company, Briefs Media. So Briefs Media, one of our newsletters is Market Briefs. We have a second one called Business Briefs, which is a newsletter for entrepreneurs, business owners. It's a completely free newsletter. And what this has allowed me to do now is to completely avoid those clickbaity titles, those sensationalist titles that the mainstream uses, the emotional titles, because now what we do is we send out a daily breakdown for market briefs, which is our newsletter for people interested in the financial markets, investors. It's a free breakdown where we break down what's happening in stocks, real estate, crypto, the global economy, and our own economy and inflation. It's easy to read. It's fun. Even if you don't have a financial background, you're going to understand everything that's happening and enjoy it. And we keep it super simple. And because it's a newsletter, our titles, there's no need for us to do that same type of marketing where we get you into market briefs. Once you sign up, hey, either you read the email or you don't. Once you're in the email, you're going to see all the stuff right there. So it was a way for me to now get away from all that sensationalism that is in the traditional financial news. And it's worked pretty well. Like we have hundreds of thousands of readers now and about 50% of our email list is opening our email every single day. 
Uh, we send it out six times a week. So it's a matter of, you know, we really provide a lot of value in those emails. And then our business emails are for entrepreneurs. We're, same thing, we keep business owners up to date on what's happening in business trends and innovation and funding. So it's just a matter of providing value to the right audience that people actually get benefit from. That way now you know what's happening without being pushed with all the emotion that's in the traditional news. That's why what I say is the best way to get your news is to actually read the raw reports, read the press releases, read the raw data. That is the number one best way to stay up to date on what's happening. Now, if you don't want to do that, the second best thing is to join something like market briefs or business briefs because our team is doing that every day. But if you're just reading the headlines, then you're going to be pushed into the wrong direction and not really understand what's happening. Yeah, I love how you say that, that you're always encouraging people to go towards the raw data as a first resource. But it's true, a lot of people are trying to cut corners and we have limited times. And if we're not fully focused on it, you know, it's great to find some reliable resources. And I think what you've put together is quite incredible. And I've been having the same dilemma with my YouTube guy where he wants to use the big clickbaity thumbnails. And I'm like, I've been down the path on YouTube of seeing somebody put together a clickbaity thumbnail as well as a headline that seems to answer something quite crazy like Fusion Energy will be here in two weeks. And it's like, huh, that sounds interesting. But I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I know this is going to be crap. I know this is going to say nothing. And it's just a clickbait. And then I found myself drawn to it. And then I realized I'm disappointed. So I'm glad that you've decided to keep the bar high on value because just like traditional media is all driven by fear, there's a new media we could say with the YouTube space also is finding its same metrics being drawn to what gets the masses, what gets everyone else. And what you've found is a way to be able to capture the attention and sell people towards why they should consume this content and still find a platform where you're able to distribute very high quality information that gets people to think differently. Now, you've touched on the traditional media companies, but I also want to touch on another side of the spectrum, which is, you know, Educating people on finances is a field that there's a lot of people that have come in, have tried to teach people some different things. I've noticed that the media companies obviously sell the fear and get people engaged. I've also seen on the other side of the spectrum is people teaching finances, having their own incentives to sell their products, whether that's education products or their own vehicles. And I've seen some companies really say, sensationalist types of promises to get people out of their financial situation, but that wasn't entirely true. I would be curious to see what you saw in the space of financial education, particularly on the other side where you could call it gurus that are teaching, maybe not in the most ethical way, and how you were able to see what's going on there and stand in a place that's very different. Well, one of our core values here at the Minority Mindset Companies is lead with value. We always lead with value, no matter what we do that we believe that our value sells itself. So what does that mean? Well, we teach. And if you like what we teach, then you can consume more videos. I mean, we just provide value. And then from there, we let the value decide. And like Market Insiders, what you talked about is a coaching program that we have for people who want additional resources. We don't do any sort of pressure selling. We don't really need to sell because if you want it, it's a resource for you. If you don't want it, that's fine. It really doesn't matter because we have a broad enough base where we want to cater to the right people and we make it hard for people to actually purchase our stuff because we want people who are really committed, who really want what we have to offer because we want a super high success rate. 
we don't want people buying it who are not going to actually perform because the unfortunate reality is you have a lot of businesses out there that prey on people's desires and wants and needs, people who are, you know, desperate. And so then they sell you with this emotional pitch that we'll be able to save your life and the six-step plan to become a millionaire. But it doesn't really teach you much. It's, it's more of kind of a hype program as opposed to, you know, I can't speak for other people, but for us, again, it's, we focus on the value, right? Like we're very clear with, if you invest your money into this, you will learn how to invest in stocks, real estate, and crypto through this type of coaching or, you know, whatever it is that you want. Like our market insiders is $27 a month and you get access to weekly coaching calls with people. Now we're working on something that's going to be more like wealth consulting, where you'll be able to work with people to help you actually build a plan towards wealth. And we're talking about you know, licensed CPAs, attorneys, advisors, people who would work with you. This would be more for the higher income earners. If you want a handheld guidance on how to actually invest your money, pay less money in taxes legally and protect your assets. But again, it's a matter of just the value that you provide and being honest with it. And I guess that's just more of a business answer for us. Again, we go back to our core values. Our core value in terms of our content is always lead with value. We provide the value and are very transparent with it. And if it's a right fit, great. If it's not a great fit, then we don't want somebody who isn't a good fit to do that. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I did want to highlight that because I did see the other side of the spectrum. And it sounds like you're approaching it in a very ethical way with a high amount of integrity, yet still making the large impact you get to make by reaching the millions of people. So I just want to tip my hat to you for doing that because that is, again, a minority mindset because the majority are trying to find ways to get rich quick, even through educational products or coaching products. It sounds for you like you've actually done this in a way that you took your time to get clear on the business, get clear on the values. And I'd love to know at what point did, you know, looking at minority mindset was not only a hobby anymore, but it became a business. And when you made that transition, what changed for you? It's a great time to ask this question because I think a big reason for our success is because I didn't start minority mindset with the intention of making money. I've always been an entrepreneur and I was working on a different company and during the launch of this company, I got scammed by a fake marketing company and they took thousands of dollars and ran away. And I was really frustrated by that. So I created a course on Udemy on how to launch a business without getting screwed over. I charged like $7 for the class and that did really well. And so the class is no longer available, but then a lot of people messaged me saying, hey, you should start a social media page. Now, I did that class under the alias minority mindset, just because I was like, you have to think differently than the majority of people, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur. So then I started this Instagram page. Again, no real backend goal. Like it was just something that I was doing as a hobby because I love entrepreneurship. I never had any sort of entrepreneurship guidance, mentors or support. My parents did not want me to be an entrepreneur. So I had to do a lot of this in secret. And so for me, it was just a way to have someone to talk to and to kind of help somebody who was in my position before. So then I start this Instagram page, not really knowing what I was going to do with it. And I'm 
growing on Instagram, posting the same stuff about how to launch a business, how to grow a business, how to manage your money, just things that I wish somebody would have told me. And then I would get these DMs and comments from people saying, hey, Jaspreet, I like your content. Could you start a blog with more in-depth content? And I was like, well, English is my second language. You don't want me to start a blog because my writing isn't the best, but I can talk. So I started a YouTube channel. And my first videos was my phone, my cell phone, and then I bought a $25 tripod. And, and I still can't remember this, but I may or may not have bought a $25 light from Amazon. But all in, before my first video, I had spent less than 100 bucks. I don't have any editing software, no fancy audio equipment. I don't have any audio equipment, no camera, no anything. And for me, this was like, literally, it was just like, okay, fine. Like, I'll talk about the same stuff that I'm posting because I was busy working on a different business. I was busy with my other investments. Like, this was something that I was just doing for fun. And a slowly, Minority Minds started to grow. And somewhere between 10 to 30,000 subscribers, one of my friends asks me, Jasprit, how much money are you making from your YouTube channel? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, how much money are you making like from your ads and stuff? I look at him, I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, like monetization, YouTube. And this is before YouTube had any sort of monetization requirements. You could monetize any channel for anything. Like you didn't have to have any number of subscribers or views. So he goes onto my back end with me. And he's like, dude, if you click this button, you will be able to turn ads on for your channel and you'll start making money from your videos. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. And so I clicked that button and now all of a sudden I started making a little bit of money. And that's how kind of it started. But again, I was doing this as a hobby because I was fully committed to a different company. And then I think it was, it was somewhere between one and 300,000 YouTube subscribers where I decided the other company it was in apparel. It was a sock company that I had created. It was like some technology that I also worked on. My patent got denied, but I was making good money. Like it was profitable, but minority mindset wasn't making as much money. And that's where I decided, you know what? When I'm 65 or 70 years old and I look back at my life, what would I be more proud of? Helping to spread this education, doing something I'm really passionate about, the minority mindset, or building a sock company? And I was like, oh, well, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Well, it depends on the socks. Were they colorful socks? Well, it wasn't the aesthetic. It was the technology behind it. And my goal was to actually license the technology. But then when the patent fell through, all the licensing deals that I had pending also fell through. So that was like, well, I can build a sock brand. So without getting too in-depth, I was selling e-commerce and we had some wholesale deals. And that was my proof of concept for the technology. And we were doing well. Like we were selling quite a bit of socks, but I didn't really find a lot of passion out of building a sock company. It was more of like, oh, I'm going to build this company, license it out and potentially sell the technology or something like that. But then once the licensing fell through, then it was like, well, this is a perfect opportunity for me to transition to minority mindset. I was making less money in minority mindset, but it was way more fun. Like I was having a blast making these videos. Like I was just like doing dumb things and just having fun and talking and dancing on camera. You know, just like just being me and just making random jokes. And, and it was cool. So that's how Minority Mindset started. And then from there, I was like, well, I can service the audience more doing other things. So what does that mean? Like when the pandemic hit, I started making daily videos because markets started going crazy. And 
it was hard for me to keep up with everything. So I told my team then, I said, hey, can you guys send me a daily email briefing of what's happening in the markets? That way I know what to look for. And we started doing that. And then I was like, well, I wonder if anybody else would be interested in this. So I told my audience, this is like very not well-planned, but I was like, hey, I'm creating this minority mindset newsletter. Very creative name. If you guys want a briefing of what's happening in the markets. And I said it a few times in videos and people liked it. So I was like, oh, okay, people are enjoying this. So then in later in 2021, I had the idea to spin it off into its own company. So then that became what is Market Briefs today. And then Market Briefs then evolved into Briefs Media, which now has Market Briefs and Business Briefs. And then along the way, we also created Market Insiders and now working to evolve that into more of a wealth consulting platform to help people who are, so you can watch the videos for free, as many as you want. If you want more guidance, if you want more handheld stuff, well then you can you know, kind of evolve, look into the $27 a month coaching, or if you want even more guidance and you are a higher income earner and you're looking for actual wealth consulting, well then you can get more guidance there. So that is in the process. And along with that, more and more things start to come up. It's different when you're like doing it out of passion and things kind of spontaneous happen versus you're trying to forcefully create something. And that's kind of like, for me, like I love doing this. So I'm constantly talking to people, meeting people because I love the idea of spreading this education because these are things I never grew up learning. Like I went through law school and I was so irritated because I never once learned to think about investing, becoming wealthy or passive income, or I didn't even know what the term dividend was until sometime in college when I started reading books about investing. And so I was always very frustrated because I didn't grow up with real estate investors in my family or these big entrepreneurs. Like I, I was trying to figure this out myself. And for me, that was always very important. And so now like more and more opportunities happen to arise. Like I'm an attorney. I haven't ever worked as an attorney, but now because I'm an attorney and because I've hired so many attorneys, I've gotten so many requests from people saying, Jaspreet, can you refer me to an attorney? Well, then that became its own business where I have my own network of attorneys. And now I just refer people to the attorneys that they're looking for. If you need a business attorney, you need an IP attorney, you need a real estate attorney, you need a bankruptcy attorney. Well, I have a team of people. So you just fill out a form and then somebody from my team will refer you. And, you know, you just go to my Instagram bio, Minority Mindset, click it, and there's a form there. And so it's just more, you know, things kind of happen. I feel like when you're focused on the value and you're focused on serving and helping, that allows more opportunities to kind of come. Mm. It sounds like because you had such a focus on the value and a passion that was behind it, you're able to at least get the media attention, which is so scarce today, trying to get an attention and audience and have trust with them. You've managed that trust so well that it seems like there's always opportunities to provide value. And it's very simple for people to take the next step because you've consistently showed up and been able to provide value every step of the way. Why would any future step predict other results? And I think that's a great way to do it. And I think that's the foundations for success, regardless if you're choosing to be a YouTube person, you're trying to go out and do TikToks, you're trying to do anything out there, is just being able to show up consistently and with high value. 
But I guess there's one thing I'd love to add because, you know, you seem to have had a knack to spot good opportunities as well, like getting into the e-commerce and then starting this YouTube channel. And you talk a lot about passion and how that was a key driver into making you say, like, I'm going to show up. This is fun. And then you see that you've done the necessary steps to be consistent, show up, and then money opportunities started kind of coming your way because now you had all this attention. I've noticed for some, when they get started on a media platform and they want to say, build a brand, stand out, get attention, be able to deliver value, there's a bit of a neediness that comes. And what I mean by that is perhaps you're in a situation that might be less than desirable. And then you're thinking that your way out would be to start doing this game that quite frankly, I have a feeling takes a long time to build and succeed. And when you get into it, you're looking for results that are quite quick. I'd love to just know your opinion on like, would you suggest anybody to go down this path if they are in a more desperate situation financially? Or do you feel like you need to have some sort of foundation in place to take on a challenge like this? Well, it depends on the type of content, right? Like I was able to do this because I was already doing well financially. And so the things that I talked about were things that were very natural to me. So I didn't need to make money from it. So that was one benefit that I had. Now, if you're saying, oh, well, I'm in healthcare or I'm in some other industry and you want to build a brand, but you don't have the time, yeah, it's going to be much more difficult because the reality of building a media platform or an audience, it does take time. Time is one of those things that, and you don't know how long it's going to take, where what is going to be that piece of content, that video, that social media piece that goes viral and that kind of then funnels the rest of your growth. It might be in one year, it might be in five years, or it might be longer, it might be less. Like there's no way to know, and it's going to depend on your curve. So there's like two aspects. One is having a product to sell, especially if you're a business owner, that way you can make money. And then second is how do you market that product? You know, organic marketing is extremely important. And I think it's going to be the backbone for a lot of businesses in the future. But you can't always fully rely on that, especially if you are a business owner, because in the beginning, you got to make some money and you got to be able to feed yourself and feed your family. So that means you got to have a product and be able to sell it. But that doesn't mean you should ignore the organic marketing because the future, the next decade is going to be a lot of, like you said, attention, a lot of that sort of personal media connection where people are going to want to know who is the CEO, what is their background, what type of person are they? And having that sort of presence is going to help elevate your brand. And that's something that will take time. So that's something you're going to want to invest in. And that's going to be a big thing that will differentiate the good companies from the great companies because people want to know who they're supporting, what type of company that they're buying into. And that is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. But in the beginning, if you're trying to build a company, that shouldn't be the sole focus. Focus on selling the product and build your brand in addition to that. Amen to that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because, Jasper, the other day I was on YouTube. Someone told me I could get millions of followers in 30 days. Are they lying to me? What's going on? I thought I was going to have instant success. It takes a lot of work, man. Like, it takes a lot of work. I think it took me somewhere between a year and three months and a year and six months before I made my first 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. But that's already pretty fast and great. <laughs> it is fast when you look at it in hindsight. Now, when you're going through it, imagine now putting out videos multiple times a week, week after week after week, month after month after month for 12 to 15 months and getting 300 views 
on a video and a hundred of them are your own where you just keep hitting the refresh button again and again and again and again and again to hit that first hundred. So, you know, you go through that phase and then in real time, it feels like forever. And sometimes it'll be faster. Sometimes it'll be, you know, slower and it's just impossible to decide. And the key with content, this is we're talking about content, is the actual content. Like there's so many people that talk about these hacks to hack YouTube with the SEO and this and that and this and that. I mean, you really want to follow the 80-20 rule where all those quote-unquote hacks might help you 10 to 20%. But if you're getting 100 views or 1,000 views, 10 to 20% of that is another 100 views, maybe 200. And the real value is in the content. How much value can you provide? The more value you provide, the better you're going to be able to grow. Even if you have the worst thumbnail, the worst title, the worst keywords, the worst description, you can have all of that. But if you have the best content, that video will blow out a crappy video with a great title, great thumbnail, and great SEO. And so you have to understand that balance where the number one most important thing is the content and everything else is secondary. You know, I look at this space and I can't help but make a comparison of what I see happen in the health and fitness space as well, where everyone's looking for that edge, that hack, that biohack. When at the foundation, you got some movement and you got what you put into your body, the fitness, the movement and the nutrition. And if we don't get those basics right, then all these little add-ons don't even get to do their full effects. And it's probably not as relevant for 90% of the people that are just trying to get started, put in a good habit and deliver some value in the process. Jasper. I had a fantastic time having a conversation with you today. We didn't talk as much about finances because what I want to encourage everybody here that is listening is to go to the Minority Mindset YouTube channel. The amount of value you get for absolutely free is amazing. I was just getting educated today on a few of the topics such as why is it that interest rates are rising and what role does the Federal Reserve have to play and what decisions are they going to make? And one of the key things I love about what you're sharing is what is the difference between investing versus gambling? And I think there's a lot of people that are trying to gamble with their finances and what you're trying to educate is how do people build you know education around investing and and managing their money and not taking these gambles and taking this seriously without the hype without all of that bells and whistles that you get to see a lot of times um, i just love that it's down to earth very to the point and as you said the value is there and i can see that it's aligned with your values so had a great time thank you so much for sharing there is one question I love to ask all my guests that come on the show since you are on the Selling with Love podcast. I'd love to ask you, what does selling with love mean to you? Ooh, I like that. Well, I would say kind of going back to what I said before, selling not with pressure, but with value. Let people see, get a taste of the value and let the value do the selling itself because forget where I read it, but selling is really not convincing somebody to buy, but it's helping them make a decision. And the best way to help somebody make a decision is just to show them the value. And if they like the value that you provide, well, then they're going to want to buy your product. And if they like the value beforehand, they're going to love the product after the purchase. And that's when your refund rates go way down. Your bad reviews go way down because people love the value you provide and they already knew what they were going to get. And now they're even happier. I love that 
answer. Jaspreet, thank you so much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this was Jaspreet Singh, Minority Mindset. We're talking about a man on a mission to make financial education fun and accessible. You'll get a chance to access this and have some fun when you check out the YouTube channel as well as briefs.co. We'll make sure all these links are in the show notes so you can go on your journey to be much more educated with the right resources without the fear of the mainstream media, without the hype of these gurus that are just trying to teach you how to make shortcuts, but really getting to learn from a source of value. And I would highly encourage you to also look at it from the perspective of how Jaspreet has been building the channel, sharing his value, building his products. So if you are in the long term, which yeah, you're not looking to get rich quick here, we're trying to build wealth for our lifetimes. And so you are in the long term of game of business. Look at how he is building his assets, building his channels and gaining attention and leading with value. Those are the values you'll want to bring into your own business so you can see how successful will be just around the corner. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, go out there and keep selling with love. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast.